for far too long. We've been told what to do, what to think, how to be. No more. The old paradigm is crumbling, falling all around us. Burn it all. It's my mission to bring you back to your natural state of luxury, to lead you to an empowered place with energetic intention. Luxury is a personal, expansive experience, one that's been kept from you, hidden away, a soul experience broken into a million pieces. Luxuriously fierce is for those who know there's more, who desire more, even if you don't know what more is. It's for those who are ready to burn old paradigms to the ground and walk through the flames to the other side. For those who are ready to be bold in their being, fierce in their feminine. Luxuriously Fierce is not just a brand, it's a movement. It's not something I do, it's something I am. Together, we are setting fire to the old and forging a new path. A new world. One where openness and truth are the norm. Where changing the world begins with healing yourself. If you're here on this earth, in this lifetime, to light a fire and burn everything you believe to be true to the ground, welcome to my world. Burn it all and watch the ashes fly. Welcome back to another episode of the Luxuriously Fierce podcast. This episode is a very special one. Last week, I had my friend Shelby Eifert on the podcast. We talked all about understanding your human design and using it to write your own story. If you didn't catch that episode, go listen now. It's a good one. After we recorded that episode, Shelby and I sat down. We were chatting, getting to know each other a little bit. And I mentioned to her that I do Akashic readings. And so she immediately booked an Akashic reading with me. And we sat down, recorded the session, and Shelby so graciously offered to let her episode be aired on the podcast. So this episode is Shelby's Akashic reading. And I'm so grateful to her, so appreciative that she offered up what is a personal experience to be shared with the world on the podcast. And Shelby, I just love you so much. And thank you for putting up this beautiful offer. And for anyone who's listening, I'm so excited for you to have a little sneak peek, a behind the scenes, a little insight into what an Akashic reading with me looks like, some of the things, the topics of conversation that can come up, questions that you can ask during your reading. This is the perfect opportunity if you've been wondering what an Akashic reading is, what it looks like, what kind of happens. This is the perfect opportunity for you to get that little behind the scenes inside scoop. So without further waiting, without further ado, let's dive in. I always differentiate between guides that you know 
and guides that you don't know because they have a different energy to them. Like when you are born, you're born with spirit guides, right? So we're talking about like gods and goddesses like Isis, Mary Magdalene, Sophia, Lucifer, Hades, like those kinds of guides. And then you also have guides that are people from your past, past lives, people from this lifetime that passed on before you were incarnated like a, a grandmother or grandfather that you didn't know in this lifetime you could be appointed a guide i have an appointed guide i don't know her from this lifetime or any other lifetime she was appointed to me at birth and those guides once you incarnate you forget about them right and it's kind of part of your purpose and mission in this 3d world to reconnect with them but when you know people in this lifetime who pass on, it's very easy to see a bird or a butterfly or hear a song or whatever it might be and connect with that person. Like that connection is very instant, right? But with your other spirit guides, it's a little bit, it's more work. It's more work to connect with them. And so as humans, it's much easier for us to connect with people who have passed on. And so there's a different energy between the guides that you know who've passed and the guides that you don't know or are on a mission to connect with in this lifetime. So the guides that, you know, you were given at birth, do you find that they have a higher frequency energy? Or is that not necessarily? Personally, this is a, a personal reflection, personal experience sort of thing. Once you start connecting with them, their frequencies are, I wouldn't say they're higher vibrational, but they're stronger. Because okay. when you start talking about like Mary Magdalene, for example, is... You know, she's a high priestess. She's a goddess. She's all about love and self-love and that intimate connection relationship with yourself and with other people. She's like building up that love. And so she works on a very specific aspect of you, a specific piece of your soul, right? And so different gods and goddesses have more honed powers, I guess, if that makes sense. Right. But if you don't know that they exist, then you can't call on them, right? If you don't know that they're guiding you, then you don't call on them. Does that make sense? And a lot of times your guides will wait for you to call on them. They, they're waiting for you to ask them for help. They won't intervene in your life unless you're in danger, immediate danger, and you are not like getting the message, like I'm in danger, I need to remove myself from the situation, they'll intervene then. Or I've had guides intervene when they're just like, tired of my bullshit. And they're like, no, we're done. And so like when things stop or shift very abruptly, like you were not expecting it, that's probably your guides intervening, being like, this isn't for you and you're not getting this message. So we out. Like we're, we're cutting you off. Yeah. 
Does that make a little bit more sense? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay. So you can ask questions at any point in time. I would like that was a question of mine too. Don't be shy. So like, it's, be like interactive. Yeah, this is a conversation. Okay. It's not just me. Like you are conversing with your guides, loved ones, whoever comes up once I open your records. So ask questions, ask clarifying questions, whatever comes up. Like you're just you're you're having a conversation with them, and I'm that channel. Okay, so I'm like the middleman. Just kind of pretend that I'm not here. When once I open your records, you can ask me a question that you want me to ask them. If you have a question prepared or there's something that you want to know about, go for it. If not, I can just ask them, "What does Shelby need to know right now?" Or is there something that she wants to be doing in her life? You know, just kind of a general question. And then we can kind of narrow down. You can ask more okay. clarifying questions from there. It's totally up to you. Okay, so I have to do a little like tune in process. And for that, I require a name. Obviously Shelby. But do you want me to just use Shelby? Do you want me to say Shelby Eifert? Do you want me to say Shelby? I feel like your middle name is like Marie. Shelby, for some reason... Leshby is coming up and I have no clue because I've not used that name in like tens of years but for some reason I feel like that is a nickname that you are supposed to use you can use whatever you can use whatever name <laughs> speaks to you right so okay. if that's what's calling to you then that's what we'll use okay okay all right so this is going to take like just a couple of minutes and then Gates will open. All right. Like, right as I was tuning in, you probably saw me like start laughing a little bit. I was trying not to laugh because I didn't want to burst it laughing in the middle of like my tuning in prayer, I guess you'd call it. You said that left me as a nickname. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, used used to be. it used to be. You're not called that anymore. Does the person who called you that have they passed? I don't even know who. You don't know who called I you that? I don't even know who called me that. I like as I was tuning in, I say your name like during the tune in process, which is why I asked you which name you wanted to go by, right? Or connect with. There's like this man, he stepped forward and he made me feel like you were called that as a child. And that the, like the person who called you that has passed. Yeah. He kind of, or like he kind of makes me feel like the person. This is a man stepping forward. And so I don't know if this is, if it was a man that called you that. I'll get, I'll get, I'll describe him in just one second. But he makes me feel like that nickname comes from some like, okay, words, words, guys, calm down. (laughs) The person who called you that knew that nickname from someone else. So they, knew someone who was called Fleshby. And then when you incarnated in this lifetime, they then called you that. Like they kind of like passed down this nickname. Okay. And does that make sense? Okay. This man is oh, like older, I guess. Like, I mean, older than us. <laughs> He's not like a 
like super hunched over old man kind of thing but he's older he has white hair and he has he has white hair but he doesn't have a lot of it so it kind of like goes here and kind of around his ears and like around the back of his head like the top of his head is bald you might not know who this person is he could be let me just ask him so i asked him like who are you (laughs) and he's like who are you relative to to you right like who are you relative to shelby and he's like well i'm i'm a guide and i said okay what is your connection there like is there a 3d connection from this lifetime from past lifetime from wherever he makes me feel like there is a connection but the the connection is in are you the only person in your family named shelby even from like past generations or do you know i think so i don't know of any others if he was and didn't know me in a 3d would he necessarily have been older or could he no no i mean i have three people like in mind i feel like the person who called it to me called me the most Mm -hmm. is a woman and she had a baby who passed interesting because shelby is a unisex name right yeah that is interesting okay let me just ask him about that I asked him, like, how do you connect with Shelby? And he's like, well, I know Shelby. I'm like, okay, okay, but this Shelby? Like, this particular one? And he's like, there's something really strong about your name. Like, he just wants, he, he wants to talk about your name. As though it's, it feels like it's, a generate like it feels like it's a generational name maybe shelby or lesby shelby okay and then like the nickname is is passed down as well like with that but like he yeah not from this lifetime okay so i don't now we're starting to make some sense here (laughs) but like he is like no her name is really important and i'm like okay but i need a little more clarity here bud like (laughs) What's going on? Why did they need me to know? Like your name is not an accident, right? And and not in the way that like your parents intentionally named you your name. It's not an accident in the way that like everyone is born with a soul contract, right? Like before you incarnate in this lifetime, you sign a soul contract, and that contract has every single event experience moment of your life this 3d life written out in the contract and you sign off on it and then you are incarnated here right so he when he says your name is not an accident he means that you know your parents both signed their soul contract when they incarnated on this earth and in that contract was like you will have a daughter named shelby Right. So even though it's like an unconscious, it's very unconscious, subconscious, right? Like your parents weren't like, well, I signed a soul contract that said I would name my daughter Shelby. So we're going to name her Shelby. Right. They don't, that recognition is not there, but it's not an accident that your name is Shelby. Okay. Does that make sense? Okay. 
And I'm like, why? Like, why is that important? Do you know what the meaning of the name Shelby is? I have no idea. Oh, no, I was about to look it up. Yeah, I have I no clue what it is. And then there'll be different oranges as well. So I find it funny that he wants to talk about Shelby. And yet you are really drawn to ask about your nickname. I like that nickname. It means re- Willow. Shelby is? Yeah, Willow from the Ledge Estate. Vikingborn. By the way, I'm obsessed with Iceland. <laughs> well, that's interesting. Interest. You don't think that's a name. You don't think that's a name? What do you mean? Fleshby. Oh, yeah. No, I don't yeah. think so. The one who used to call you Leshby the most, is she, I feel like Leshby is a nickname that like, when it, it's like when a toddler tries to pronounce your name and they mispronounce it. Do you know what I mean? I feel like that's the origin of that name. He's really kind of like all over the place. He's kind of frantic. like. Mm-hmm. He feels like he has a lot to say, and he, like, when you have so much to do or so much to say that you don't know where to start, I'm like, you need to calm down a little bit. Like, we're not understanding what you're saying. <laughs> like, it's possible. I mean, my, Grammy together. my grandpa was a man of very few words, and that makes me think maybe he would have a lot to say. He's passed. All my grandfathers have passed, so. Mm-hmm. He's pretty, like... I mean, he definitely has a grandpa aura. Like, he has on a plaid shirt, but, like, not, like, big square plaid. Like, kind of smaller square plaid. If that makes sense. <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. Uh, it's, like, it's a button-up a button up shirt, and he's got, like, khaki pants on. You know, kind of, kind of grandpa-ish, I guess, what you would expect a grandpa to wear if, you know. He, he does have definitely gra- grandpa vibes. He, what's his build? He's starting to calm down a little bit now. I'm like, dude, you need to calm down. Pretty, I mean, I'd say he's like average height. He's pretty, I guess, average build. Like, he's not like tall and lanky or anything, but he's not big around the middle or anything either. Like, he's average height, average build, I guess. <laughs> I didn't say that. I don't even know. He's laughing. He's like, well, I kind of had a big belly when I lived there. And I'm like, okay. So he's been in this lifetime before then. It's funny that you say that because I was just about to say, well, then it can't be my grandpa because he had a beer belly. Because he had a beer belly. And he goes, you know, he he looked pregnant, basically. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, yeah, he's laughing. He's like. He's like, yeah, I, I had a, he goes, I, he goes, I have a, I had a bit of a belly, like a little, start, like start downplaying it a little, but he's like, yeah, I had, a, I had like a little bit of a belly. Yeah. He's just laughing now. Okay. <laughs> okay. He what wants, if you want, what if you want me to okay. I know. I, I just don't. Now he seems to like feel a little bit better now that we've establish that relationship he goes tell he wants you to ask your parents why they named you shelby okay like what was the reason for like there are bajillion names right like why why shelby he 
your name has a strong meaning and I don't know if it's like I mean it might not be the meaning that you looked up like it has a very strong solid meaning to someone and that's why you have that name like that's why your name is Shelby and I'm like okay great we're getting somewhere (laughs) why were you drawn for me to say Shelby Leshby instead of like Shelby Eifert like I'm asking him why instead of you know just Shelby or Shelby your middle name Eifert or we know what I mean he's like the the name the nickname holds it's sentimental it's sentimental like it takes you when you hear it or someone calls you that it takes you back to a more I guess innocent time maybe in 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 by innocent he means like childlike or less responsibility does that make sense <laughs> I mean yeah I I don't know I was still young when he passed away. I was young. Yeah. I used to go. They lived next door to me. Mm. They used to decorate for Halloween, like, all out. And I just used to go hang out over there. I love that. Pretty much every day. I was in middle school. Yeah. When he passed, you were in middle school? I was in middle school when they lived next door and I was over there. And then high school started. I actually, I'm not even, I'm trying to think when. I think he he ended up moving. I was, had moved away Mm -hmm. before then. I love that. I like lived at my grandparents' house too. So like that speaks to me. Okay. He, he just is like there like i don't i don't feel like he has anything like left to say which is so funny because like 30 seconds ago he was frantic he's laughing he's like well i was frantic because i didn't think that you would make the connection and i didn't think that you would recognize or like be able to make my point that like your name is powerful that it's important and that there's like a solid like, he's going like this. Like, there's solid. He's making a fist. Like, there's solid. It's a solid name. He feels very strongly about your name. He's very strongly. It's funny. I, I, I've never really liked my name. <laughs> I feel you there, too. He's, like, when you said that, he was just, like, like making this face at me. Like, can't believe she never liked that. He's, like. She just doesn't understand. And I'm like, what doesn't she understand? And he's like, it's just, it's bestowed. He's like, it's bestowed on her. Interesting. Like, that's a strong word. I'm going to look into some history of Shelby's. Yeah, like he bestowed, like bestowed. It was bestowed to her. That's a really strong word. When, like how many times you don't hear people say like i bestowed this name on my kid you know what i mean like it that's a yeah. very that's a strong term to use when we're talking about 
you know, it's like a title. It's a title almost, right? Like you bestow the title of knight or baron or whatever. Right. He's like, there's some kind of meaning for you to live up to. No pressure. But, but like, he's like, there's some kind, there's a meaning to live up to. Interesting. To live up to. So there's some homework for you. Yeah, I'm excited <laughs> about that. Very unexpected. Right? Me too. He came through very quickly, though. See, when I said he's a man of, like, I, my grandma, who's actually still alive, she was more like the outgoing one who mm -hmm. did a lot of talking. So he kind of just, he didn't just, he just didn't say much. Yeah. You know? So I more would correlate her with calling me that. I, I, you know, I don't even know if they called me that. It was just around that time that that was my nickname. But so I'm guessing they called me that. Interesting. That is interesting. Yeah, he's still, he's still a man of few words. But yeah, he feels really strongly about your name. Like it's a solid name. It was bestowed to you. It was given to you for a purpose. There's a meaning. There's a, a higher like a higher meaning a higher reason and the nickname is passed down interesting which is interesting and i don't feel like it's passed down from someone that you know like you you personally Person, know yeah i feel like it's from someone who he knew like when he was living but like probably he makes me feel like they died young whoever this person is almost like a memoriam like the nickname like Leshby is like a memoriam or in honor of someone cool well i would love to know what you find out about that keep me positive. i will let you know <laughs> yeah i will he feels complete like he's like okay i'm good Okay, And so just, just so like, you know what I see, he came through like very quickly. Like I was in the second part of my tune in and there are three parts, right? Like the second. And when I said your name in the second part, like he like popped right in. But when I open your records, it's kind of the way I see it is like me sort of in the center a little bit. And then around my peripheral is, or like all of your guides and they're just standing in a circle around me. They're, I can see their outlines because they, you know, they have auras, they're bright beings, right? I don't see their faces and I don't see who they are until they step forward. But I can see their outlines in my peripheral. Do you have a question that you want to ask? Um, well, I really want, I, you know, what I need to know in this moment is, is kind of a big one. I think I'm struggling most with balancing being a mom and wanting to start a business and 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 build a business and understanding what that balance is like where are my boundaries within that and what I want it to look like so kind of like the patterns around that that maybe were passed down to me just mm -hmm. all, kind of all that realm or just like what do I need to know in this moment it doesn't yeah. have to be specifically that but kind of around that Okay, that's a good question. That's kind of why you laughed a little bit when I said that the name Leshby takes you back to a time where you had less responsibility. 
but yes, all I have right now is responsibility. And trying to start a business just adds to that too. Okay. And I have a job on top of it. On top of that. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot. Now there's a woman and she's still like behind me. She's not like, usually people come like come into my vision and I can like see them and kind of describe them to you. But she's behind you. She's a guide. What's that? Could that mean she's a guide and maybe I oh, yeah, recognize her? I mean, every everyone here is a guide in some way, shape or form, right? Even even guides like Mary Magdalene or Isis or, you know, they, they step forward. And so I can see them and like know who they are. But she's kind of like calling from the back. She's just like, she gives too much. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and kind of like, it's it's a weird thing when I'm in the records. Like, I can't really, like, I don't turn. So, like, I can't, like, turn around and look at her. Do what I mean? Like, she needs to step forward. And I think the reason for that is so that I don't choose a, a guide at random. And I'm like, hey, you. Wait, right, right. They sort of thing. Like, I am here and whoever presents themselves. So she's, she's not necessarily like, stepping forward. She's just. She's like, just, yeah, she's just shouting from the back. She's, she's just like, in the crowd. Too much. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> she's like wow, a peanut that. gallery back there. Two thumbs up to that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the question is, how do I not? Like where where do I understand what what is too much? Right. So, and it's funny because that's the question that I asked. Like, where does this pat? Like, what what are the patterns from your past, either like past lives or patterns that you've learned as a child that maybe you're kind of unaware of? And she like shouted from the back because there are two people on my on my right side, and they're kind of like they're standing beside each other. And they're conversing a little bit with one another, like, do you want to go first? Sh- should I step forward first? They're kind of like debating over who's going to go first. So it makes me think that both of them want to come up and they're just like, and this other this other woman, she's getting tired of waiting for that one of them to step forward. And she's just like hollering from the back. <laughs> Guides are hilarious, right? Like, I think, I think in this 3D, we have this idea that they just kind of like, float toward you and they just speak so eloquently and like that's that's not it right like they're i experienced that in the akasha very sort of human life like where you, where you turn to other people and be like are you going for am i going first which one of us is talking like in class when you raise your hand and you're like looking around to see if anybody else raised their hand sort of that like human humanness part to it they're also very sarcastic and sometimes very rude. Total tangent there. Okay. So all right. So a, another woman has stepped forward. One of the one of the people from my right. And I asked her, like, are you from is what you're bringing forward from a past life or this life? And she said this life. She shows me you like with a little like a plastic cup. Or a plastic plate with a cup on top, like a, a tea thing. It must be a toy. It's plastic, so it makes me think it's a, it's a toy. Like, and it's very noticeably plastic. I don't know if that makes sense when I say that out loud, but in my head when I see it, it's very. It's a toy set. Plastic. Yeah, it's it's a toy set. Like it's very obviously plastic. It's not, you know, like a high tea china set. She shows me you with this plate, and you have like both hands like this, and the plate's on top. And it has a little teacup in the middle. And she shows me you going like this. Like, 
giving it to someone. She makes me feel like you're very hospitable. Like when people come over, you're just like always doting on them or waiting on them. And even as a kid, you did that. Like she makes me feel like what she said was she would have done really well in the hospitality industry. I love serving tables because you don't have to sit and talk to anyone, but you can but you can serve them. Okay. Well, that's why it's one of my favorite jobs. Yeah. Because you don't have to sit and talk to people. (laughs) But you get that, like, but you can make them happy. You can bring them what they need. Right. Right. Okay. So she's on a roll now. All right. She needs to slow down. Okay. So here's the thing. That frame of mind is what's holding you back that frame of mind where you like to serve people because then you don't have to have a conversation with them. Because if you're building a business, then you need to have conversations with people and you're serving them. Right? So when you build a business, it's... Why don't I like to have conversations with people? She's like, just so shallow. Like, conversations are so shallow because you don't want to have shallow conversations because, like, you're not interested in talking to people about the weather and you're not interested. And not that you would never talk to someone about the weather, but, like, there's a lack of depth, right? Or, like, when you're serving tables to someone because you don't have to have a conversation with them, in those kinds of spaces, people... She's like, people hold conversation with other people sort of out of obligation, right? Like, when you're sitting at a table with people, you you converse with them because they're at your table. Even if it's someone... She shows me, like, like an event hall. So, I don't... Whatever kind of event is going on, like... Sometimes you know everyone at your table. Sometimes you don't know everyone at your table. Sometimes you get a good table where you're sitting with people who you enjoy. Like you enjoy their company and you enjoy having a conversation with them. Sometimes you sit at a table with people and you don't enjoy being in their company. And so the conversation like lags. It feels very forced. You're you're talking to them out of obligation because they're at your table and nobody wants to sit in awkward silence right or like you feel like you have to fill the space so what's the solution to that (laughs) so (laughs) the solution is a reframe so she's saying like i'm gonna try to put this in like comprehensive words (laughs) when you she's saying like there's a lot of power in silence there's a lot of beauty in the silence and so you don't have to have conversations that you don't want to have and like those moments where you feel like you should be having a conversation and should be not even just having a conversation but like those moments where you feel like you should quote unquote should be doing something or for yourself or for someone else or you should be should quote unquote should be busy you should be filling your time with something should be filling your energy with something. She's like, all the beauty is in the silence. All the beauty is in the stillness. And she wants you to know that, like, I don't want to say being afraid of having a conversation with someone, being 
aloof aloof feels like a strong word (laughs) what are you are you into i mean obviously human design i don't know how well versed me not very well versed well the six the six two i'm aloof is a word that's very that describes you early used for my specific (laughs) um, profile well there we go that's why she said that to me (laughs) okay interesting that's when you when you when you approach a conversation with someone in any she wants she does she is saying this in reference to your business because that is what you asked right but i think this also applies generally where when you approach having a conversation with someone in an aloof way or like you go into the conversation expecting it to be awkward or being afraid that you're not going to know what to say or being afraid that you aren't going to know how to carry the conversation or that that person isn't going to carry the conversation well or whatever right like when you approach energetically when you approach things that way that's what you get and then you don't really serve anyone and she means that specifically like in business where because you want to do coaching right so aloof lean into aloof i like it lean into aloof we i know like if we're sitting down on a coaching call right now and both of us are like having a hard time carrying a conversation then like the client is not getting anything out of that conversation right so you're not serving them and you're not serving yourself because you're like in this energetically unmatched space and then you leave the conversation i don't feel like coaching like that you know we are going deep that never happens like i love i love the depth of it so i never feel in those situations like there's ever a lag or like a mm-hmm. the resistance to being there or in any way or a discomfort there's never like that discomfort in those situations like in social settings all the time right okay that makes sense though because also that's really great that there's no lag in your conversations but the way the way that like this whole topic was introduced was like she showed me you serving tables like and you said why don't I like having conversations with people and that's where like that like core belief I guess core pattern comes from is like this I don't want to sit down at the wrong table and so even though you're having conversations with people that are like inspiring and impactful and you know they flow well and energetically a match there's still a piece of you consciously or not that's like what if this conversation isn't the same as it was with this not not the same energetically the same you know what if it doesn't flow she talks fast holy trying to get it all in (laughs) yeah she's like i'm like you slow down i'm like we're not running out of time like (laughs) you have all the time in the world it's not it's not a race who gets up here and first because this this other person that was team right that she was talking to like they were asking like who's going first like they're kind of like everyone's standing right so they're kind of like 
bouncing side to side, like lifting their feet up. I can't do it because I'm sitting down. But they're like ready to go. Calm down. Calm down. She, I'm like, okay, we need a bottom line here. Like, what is the bottom line? What's the the main message? Like, you're kind of a little all over the place. Not really all over the place, but she feels like she's trying to over-explain herself. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We just click. And it's kind of ironic. Her bottom line is that, mm, like, you desire to have in-depth conversations with people. Like, that's that's what you want to do, and that's what you are doing or starting to do, right? She's like, there's this unconscious thing where you're, like, afraid that if you have afraid to have a conversation with someone or sit down and have a conversation with someone that maybe isn't energetically aligned or is like stop and go like not really flowing you know what I mean like those kinds of conversations because then there's a guilt like associated with that where say you spend like an hour and a half chatting with someone and it, it's like it's like pulling teeth like it, it's not aligned it's it's a rough conversation and then you go that's an hour and a half I could have spent doing something else that's an yeah. hour and a half I could have spent like with my family or with my kids that's an hour and a half I could have spent working on like social media content strategy whatever right there's like so is she saying have those moments or well have those hour and along or or that that is me trying to serve and i'm not needed in that moment a little bit of both what she said was stop serving the table and what she means is that you don't have to serve everyone, right? Like, you don't you don't have to save everyone. Okay, how do I phrase this? What was the question you just asked me? Am I supposed to be having those conversations and just, or am I, or, or should I be just kind of releasing myself from those conversations and wander off? I mean, the conversation, like, superficial conversations? Yeah, I mean, I mean... Should I sit in them with maybe a different mindset? Let's just sit in in silence and allow them to lead it and just kind of have that as, I don't know, I'm a, just be aloof in them in a, in a sense. But or, or do I kind of aloof my way out of them to kind of not have to engage? Okay. She also has a lot to say about this. <sighs> a little bit about both. Because... When you, in social, she's like, in a social setting, like, just get up and leave. Like, you don't need to stay there. She's like, but if, you know, in, in business, it comes down to energetic boundaries and how you feel about the conversation. So she's saying, like, if someone is having a conversation, like, you're with you're with someone and they're doing, like, you feel like it's a bit rough going for you. 
if you just sit back and let them converse with themselves, the thing is, like, for a lot of people, that's how people start their spiritual journey or that's how they start their, like, inward connection and that sort of journey for themselves, right? Because you can't, one, you can't lead someone if they don't want to be led. So if if that person is coming to you and they just, they want you to tell them what to do, they want you to give them the step-by-step process, that's not how it works, right? Like they've got to lead themselves. And a lot of times people lead themselves first by just talking, by getting everything that they feel out into the open. And when they talk, it's like they, it's like you talk through it with yourself and then you come to those realizations like, oh, this is why this happened. This is this pattern and this is my next step sort of thing, right? And some of those conversations, she's like, some conversations that you have with people will, like, that's what will happen. You, you can sit back and be aloof and let them talk themselves through. And then when they're done, guide them to the next thing. She's like, but if you're in conversation and and this person is just like talking out of their ass is what she said, (laughs) then you can end it because there's a difference in the vocabulary and the energy and in like in the presence of people who are talking through their own shit with the intention of wanting to move through it and the people who are just talking shit and they they come to you and they're like this is like i want you to fix this and i want this and this and this and they're not really acknowledging what they need or they're very focused on 3d quick fixes like those kinds of conversations. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So she's like, she's like, it's on you, kid. <laughs> like to use that discernment and to, I guess, recognize the way that that person is talking about themselves and whether or not they're actually there for them or they're there for quick fixes okay does that make sense do you want more clarity around that i mean i'm not sure i'm i'm not sure like what was my question i'm trying to think your question was should you be like having conversations like if if some if you're in a conversation where like i don't need to have this conversation uh, with the people who aren't here to evolve Right. Right. And so, so, but then the available. And so then in the other parts where they are here to evolve, then Mm -hmm. do I, do I then engage in those even when they're not paying me to do such things or how does that work? Well, because I love serving without being paid. That's a, that's a pretty big thing for me. So how does it work? Do I engage in those even when they're not paying me? Or do I need to have better boundaries around that? 
I mean, you definitely need boundaries around that. She's like, oh no, you need some boundaries. But those boundaries are are different for everyone. Like, you can hop on a call with someone and have it be like 30 minutes or 15 minutes. And like have like a, a free call sort of set up for 15 minutes or 30 minutes. And then that's it. 30 minutes is up. Your time's up, right? Or not. Or you can have people pay you. I mean, she's she's going like this again with the plastic, the plastic tea set. She's like, there's, okay, so I'm going to, there's a, I think there's a fear that they, like, I want to help people. And mm-hmm. there's a fear that they won't, they won't take the help. So I want to yep. serve, and I feel like the only way to serve is to give it up, give it away, it. so they'll take it. You know, there's like some, yep. there's definitely something there. So, so where does that, where does that come from? Where does that root from? That woman in the background is. She, I would love to meet her. I don't know why she's not serving. I just have to. <laughs> this has to be now a regular thing for me. <laughs> she's like, she's like, she she said it earlier. She gives too much away she was she was very quick to say that right she gives too much away and it's very but when i don't nobody comes nobody comes right yeah that that's the struggle right so how do i get the people to come if i don't show them what i give right so your your pricing is an energetic boundary right everything that you do is an energetic boundary so if you have, you have, you make a sales call or whatever, and it's, it's free and it's an hour and a half long. You're telling the universe that you are available to sit down with people for an hour and a half in a free conversation in the hopes, fingers crossed, that they will lead themselves to your program or to your one-on-one coaching or whatever it is, right? So that's not sustainable, first of all, financially, but definitely not energetically. So she, oh, that woman is hilarious. (laughs) She's like, she's literally just like, and she's got her arm folded. Like, she's like, yeah. I don't I would really love to meet her. Your pricing serves as an energetic boundary. And so when you when you set boundaries, especially energetic ones, you have to believe in them energetically. Right? It's sort of like a manifestation thing. Cause if you don't have those strong boundaries, then it'll be really easy for you to drop them. So if you have an hour and a half call and you have it priced at two hundred dollars and then someone sends you a message and they're like well i can't afford two hundred dollars but would you take a hundred or would you do a 30 minute call for fifty dollars or whatever right they try to negotiate or bargain with you if you're not strong in your boundary it'll be easy for you to be like yeah no problem right so then how you know where am i not where am I not showing myself so that people can see? Yeah. Yeah. Of, of, 
my offerings. Of, yeah, of you, right? The gift of you. She said, like, it's not so much about you showing yourself. Although, show yourself. Like, you know, don't hide yourself or anything. She's like, it's more about you showing what's possible for them, right? Because your offers are about the other person and like what they're going to get out of it and the transformation and and sort of what they can expect do you talk about what you do either like on social media and in person whatever not a lot yeah she's like well you gotta talk about it i do i mean i my sharing i don't know how to talk about it because like i said I, i go into the depth so you know, I like poetry. I like, so I don't know how to, I don't know necessarily how to share. I want someone else to do the marketing for me. Like I want someone else to <laughs> to share for me, you know? Yeah. Like I feel that. that. I don't know how to have conversations that aren't deep. Mm-hmm. And poetic. <laughs> and poetic. I love that. Then like, that's your marketing, right? The thing about She's that she as soon as you said the word I want she was bleh, as soon as you said I want someone else to do marketing for me she was like no because nobody can market like w- when someone else markets for you I guess then those are their words their Instagram captions their you know whatever. It's not you. So if you're not there in the marketing, then people don't really know what they get from you. Got it. There That's probably that. not what you wanted. <laughs> she's just like, she just kind of shrugs her shoulders and she's like, yeah. She's like, you can't. Not can't. You're not responsible for serving other people. Like, when you serve other people, either in in coaching or literally serving a table, I, she, it's kind of the energy around the word serve, I guess. Like, literally, if you're talking about serving someone at a table, you're serving them because they don't want to get up or because you're like hired as a waitress or whatever to to serve people right to like literally bring them their stuff there's no effort on the part of the person to get their own shit right Mm -hmm. but if we're talking about like coaching well even i think i love like, I love writing and sharing, honestly. It's mm. just the time, finding the time to do it. It's, yeah. I'm ser- I'm serving too many people outside of the business. Right. So that's where I don't have time to tell people what I do. Yeah. Okay, we're going to come back to that in a moment. The word serve has a very, like, the, that connotation of the word serve is like, I'm giving this to you because you're not leading yourself or you're not getting it for yourself, right? So it's like, 
even if you are doing like coaching calls or you have like a one-on-one program or whatever kind of program, you don't serve your clients. And that's a word that you hear a lot in the online industry, especially like serve your clients. I feel like that's where the block is for you in that word. Like that word serve has a very just that that energy of like I'm gonna do this for you but when you are running whatever program or you know showing people what's possible for them they have to do that themselves Mm -hmm. they can't be sitting down while you hand them everything and they can't be like hey Shelby I would like this and you're like okay coming right up like if people aren't doing the work, then there's no, there's no transformation, right? So it's not so much, I say this lightly because obviously you have to like show up for your clients and like show up for the people who are paying you to be in your world, right? But a lot of that is live is like your own experiences and your own like showing up for yourself mm-hmm. and that's what you're sharing right like when you show up for yourself and you give yourself time to write poetry or write whatever whatever it is you want to write you then get to share that with people when you said that just earlier she said to me where are you giving that you don't need to be and you don't have to answer that. That's just like food for thought. But like, you know what I mean? Like you, I know like you have kids. And so obviously they, they're not old enough to like take care of themselves. Right. There are places in your life where you need to give. But where, where are you giving that you don't need to be? And what is it taking away from? Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. is stuff coming to mind yeah is there i mean i just i and we just got back to the states and you know now everybody wants to see us mm-hmm. that we haven't seen in a long time and and there's events and you know a lot of them are like an hour two hour drive and you know they want to see the kids and and you know we just don't have the time for it. Mm-hmm. So it's just hard. Because we want to see everyone too. It's not that we yeah, yeah, see everyone. We're just, we're just over. Over. Life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that for you. I'm over life. <laughs> I love it. I'm definitely stealing that. Yeah. So, I mean, just in like the, the a 3D sense. Can you like plan a big party, like a family reunion or, you know, like a a one-stop shop where everyone can come or not come if they don't want to and be like, this is what we're doing. If you're here, we'd love to see you. If not, too bad. See you when I see you sort of, sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, that that was just like a sort of general thought that came through or like, I just have to say now yeah stay home yeah I just no I'll stay home yeah all right because even I was gonna I was gonna say too like I would I know I've also lived abroad and come home and me personally I'm just like and this is a total personal reflection it's not from the Akasha but I'm just like here I am I just flew across the world 
So you can come see me. Right. If you want to. Yeah. Uh, but call first because if you show up, then I will be mad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Please confirm before you arrive at my home. But but even even that energetically is draining. At least you're not driving like two hours one way to get somewhere, right? Like in terms of 3D time, you're saving time that way. But it's still it's still draining. Do you have a morning practice? Okay, this other this other guide back here, she's kind of the one on the right. She's like, she's very antsy. She's starting to holler. That she went to step forward. I'm like, okay, like you can come forward. Like you don't have to be hiding. Do I have a morning practice? She, oh, yeah, you're talking. But about she she literally just said to me though. She's like, why doesn't she write in the morning? Because I have to wake up at three a.m., four a.m. to be able to do it once my kids are up it's i have no time oh my gosh what time does your do your kids wake up i mean they wake up well they usually wake up eight or nine it's just but in order to have my morning practice well between six and nine it's it's really all over the place because i also have that's when i usually try to get my work like another job that i do and yeah as well so that's what I used to do. I would have a couple hours in the morning to get all of my writing in, do my meditations, all of those things. Mm. It just, I've just been worn out since I've been back. Right. I'm doing that. So I haven't gotten back into it, but I used okay. to. Okay. That's why they're asking then. That makes sense. All right. Well, I guess you're not really like doing a ton of writing right now anyway, but like, are you writing a book or do you, do you have a book idea? Is there... She's I, talking to me about a book. What book? Ask her. It's, I mean, she's not giving me a title. It has a lot of, po it's a book that you wrote. Uh, or are writing or thinking of writing, or maybe you've never had that idea. And she's just like, she should write a book. It has poetry in it, but there are also stories. Like, it's not like a, like, I don't know what genre of a book it would really fall into. Cause it, it's not like all poetry or, or like, a story it's sort of a mixture of like real life stories did you have you ever read what was that book untamed by glennon doyle i may have i've listened to some of her, a book of hers i know she has more than one though so i'm not sure which one it's i mean the book itself is like each chapter is like a different story and kind of the lesson that came from whatever experience that she's writing about mm -hmm. that's what this book is but it's there's also like there's poetry in it and she's like she's like in hardship and hardship and i'm like okay in hardship poetry and hardship <laughs> i mean that's sometimes why i hold back and and you know sharing because i feel like all i share is like I don't always feel good. Life's hard <laughs> sometimes. Life's hard. Yeah, life is hard. And that's, I mean, everyone's life is hard. Right. She was very enthusiastic when she said in hardship. She's like, people relate to that. And, and not in the sense that everyone has had the same experiences that you've had or, you know, experienced the same hardships or fears or, you know, what have you. But 
everyone like people relate to authenticity essentially and like there was a time i would argue it's still very much very prevalent where people don't show up authentically they show up very inauthentically very much out of integrity very picturesque and perfection like you know all that bullshit and it's it's really like it's hard to share things like when you don't feel like showing up or you don't feel like or you like you feel like everything that you share is rough or like you're just like a, a sad angry bright person all the time like you're, you're never happy she's like but <sighs> she's like the hardships bring and she says the word hardships she means it like anything that don't necessarily like a trauma or a really tough experience but she meets hardships in like anytime like a fear pops up or a memory you'd rather forget or like the days that you feel sad or the days that you feel angry like she means it as sort of like an all-encompassing anytime you're not feeling joy and light and free and Instagram does bubbly. Does she have a timeline for this book? She says that you have content already. Just one sec, though, because she she's saying like the hardships are they bring you joy. Pro- like not immediately, but like they're they are like the road to joy. And so she's like the things that you share seem. Like, it seems like, or you may, maybe you feel like you're always sharing not-so-happy things or, like, whatever, because you're only sharing that one part of the story. But the story is much longer than the part that you're sharing. She shows me, like, a three-part series. Like, the first part is sort of the pre-story. Like, the, the middle part is the hardship. So the first part is the things kind of leading up to the hardship. And then the third part is the lesson, the integration, the the coming back to joy and peace and ease. Does that make sense? She's showing me that you're only sharing that middle part. And probably, like, for most of us, when we're in that, like, pre-hardship part, we don't realize what it's leading to, right? Like when you're in that space, you don't realize what it's leading to. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so she is showing me like every story that you share is a three-part series and you're only sharing the middle part. Interesting. Okay. In terms of your book. She- so that was in regards to social media sort of just yeah like social media like showing up life. yeah life in general because even like even in life in general when you have a conversation with someone people are very quick to tell you all of the the sad things or you know so and so is sick or the hardships people are very there's more so inclined to tell you about the hardships than they are about the lessons and the things that they've learned from those experiences and, and all of that kind of thing. It's like having a conversation with people is it's kind of like 
energetically it's just, it just kind of like brings you down right um, yeah or you or you so her down i was gonna say in regards to the book then you were gonna go on to that before yeah so. oh yeah she's like or you dumb down conversations so that they don't seem as bad as they really are because somebody has it worse than you or whatever she's like we're still in we're still talking about like storytelling at the moment okay <laughs> she's like she's like tell she's like tell the whole story she's like don't dumb it down don't you know don't dumb it down tell it like it is people people crave that authenticity you crave that authenticity mm-hmm because if you're not sharing certain pieces or the whole picture, and even if you don't realize that you're not sharing the whole picture, right? The, the three-part series, you're just sharing the one. Like, even if that's like a, an unconscious thing, there's still that energy that's just like, there's there's more. Like, there has to be something else. Like, And, and it's like, it's a disconnect between the story that you've told and what's actually unfolded because you're missing parts of the story that you've told. That's extremely helpful. Okay. I'm glad. In regards to this book, in terms of timeline, she says both of these guides that step forward are women. I don't know who they are. I feel like they're just, they're not like a goddess that I recognize. They're not like like Mary Magdalene or, or Sophia or anybody like that. They're kind of like on the council. They're just like, holy shit. I didn't say that I call them the council, did did I? Uh, I don't think so. No. Okay. No. Continue. <laughs> no, so they're like they're like wire council. Very like I have this aura about them, like wow. But do you know what I mean? Like they're very posh about it. Okay. How big is the council? Oh, it's big. There are a lot of people because the thing is like, because I can't see anyone who's not stepped forward. Like I just see their outline. Like, I don't know who is like a god or goddess or who is a loved one. Like I'm surrounded by people. Mm -hmm. Right. So I don't know how. So they're not all the council. Just some of them are on the council. Well, I guess it depends. I don't know why this is significant for me. (laughs) I wouldn't, I wouldn't look at them that way. Like I, the council. For me, this is a, a personal reflection more than anything. She's like, they don't sit at our table. The council is more generalized in terms of guidance and like information that you want to dive into. Whereas like gods and goddesses are very specific. So we're like I was saying earlier, like Mary Magdalene is all about like self-love. So for me, like those kinds of gods and goddesses you would call on them sort of in addition to the council for like more narrowed down guidance and support does that make sense yeah i love that it's so funny council yeah in terms of the book timeline she says that you already have a lot of content she's like you could like you could put out a book soon like it's it's not Okay, she's saying the words that she said were it's not a lot of work to put a book out. I personally know that to be not true because I've done it. <laughs> like, and I'm like, that that is that's false information. <laughs> she's like, 
she's like no but like she has content it's just more of a matter of like formatting because i'm like formatting the stuff for if you're gonna like self-publish on amazon or barnes and noble right like you've got to format the book and and all that kind of stuff yeah she's like it's not that hard it's not that much work and i'm like you a liar (laughs) so is this book more uh like you said you know poetry the one that she's talking about or maybe there's multiple is it more like poetry stories story writing or is it more of a workbook that's interesting she didn't show it to me as a workbook but she like she showed it to me as though you know once you get past the first like the dedication page and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. she showed it to me like poetry like the first the page is a poem and then after that poem is the story of how that poem came not necessarily how that poem came to be that's what she said but what she means is like explaining it it's well not explaining the poem itself but sharing a story of so like as an example sharing a story that's like you navigating a tough time in your life like a specific instance tough time of your life and you wrote a poem about it so it's like i'm like okay how do i explain that it's a story of how the poem came to be like where it sort of stems from within you but not like a are they short stories yeah yeah she's like it's not like a you're not writing the story like this poem came to me one day after a really hard time in my life it's it's literally you just like sharing that story but you don't sit and there's no it's not linear it's it's not linear then right yeah no it's not linear interesting this makes sense in my head but the words are no i think i understand or actually our struggle (laughs) i i i think i understand completely it makes sense to me okay as long as it makes sense to you that's all that's important she's like you could get the book out in a few months like you could <laughs> i'm gonna roll my eyes to that <laughs> i feel like i'm sorry like, well, this is like sometimes it's hard for like in these conversations in the akasha like it's hard for guides to understand how we understand time yeah like their timeline is not the same as ours she did say this time a few months though which is the last time she said you could get it done pretty quickly or like it's not that hard right like that her her concept of time is i mean here's the thing maybe she's right my son's about to start school next week and that's the first time he's ever been out so i don't know what i can do without having kids 24 7 i don't i don't even know she could be right well i know you can write a book well yeah (laughs) I've always, I've always, I've been talking about writing a book for a long time. This is your confirmation. She's like, I, like, the book is for you. Because, I mean, that's why, that's why we all do everything, like, right? Like, that's why you create things. You do it for you, right? She's like, but also, like, storytelling is really 
I mean, it's really beautiful and it's really powerful. And it's the way that we connect best with people, real, right? Like everyone's story is so unique, but you connect with people's stories all the time mm -hmm. and they connect with yours. She's like, your story serves as inspiration. Like it, it's impactful for, she just is showing me the book in like the hands of a lot of people. She's like, she's showing it like almost like a conference kind of setting where like everyone has a copy of the book. Like she's showing me just like a room full of people who have a copy of it. And she, and she's like, it's, I guess, influ influential, I guess, is, is the word that she wants to use. It's like, it's a way for you to show yourself. But the, the point kind of the point being that people see themselves in you does that make sense like they yeah. people want to be a hundred percent makes sense like people well, want to be people want to be I mean, guided go ahead sorry well my i'm very open in my design so i feel like a lot of what i experience everyone experiences because i experience what others experience yeah you know i experience everyone else's energy yeah yeah that makes sense and like people want to know that they're not alone and people want <sighs> people it's a it's all a balance right like people want to be guided it's not you can't lead them right unless they want to be so you know you can't serve the people that don't want to be served but people want people want to walk their own path people are tired of the lack of authenticity and you know people want that joy people want to be themselves more than anything and there's like this massive like disconnect she's like the book is influential in the way that like people people don't feel like they know themselves and when you when you don't know yourself right like when you are brand new to like oh actually I don't really like this job or actually I I want to be setting more boundaries like actually I don't really want to go to that family reunion that I feel like I have to go to like how do I get out of it like when you kind of start that you're I mean you're lost like you're literally lost right you're you don't know where to start. You don't know where to go because that version of you that you're like, you've been so tied to, you've been taught to be is no longer resonating. And you're like, where the fuck do I start? Like, how do I find myself? Right? She shows me like the book as being inspirational and like a way for people to guide themselves like see themselves and guide themselves like oh okay I can do this this is where I can start it's like it's like a, a catapult like a catalyst for like a, a new beginning for you and for other people right it's it's like a door she just opened a door it's a door for people to open 
and like they step through or they don't and that's up to them right but you can guide them further if they if they choose that if they decide to leave themselves does that make sense yeah i'm totally on board with it okay i can't wait to start i can't wait to read it the the first woman that stepped forward she's still standing there she feels she looks very peaceful like she like she feels complete the other the other one the one that's been talking about the book the whole time this other woman she's like she's like this now like she's like so excited she's going like this with her hands and this this other the other woman is like trying to like rein her in she's like i she's like i'm standing here because i need to guide her back to the the council chairs like to my peripheral right she's like she won't go by herself it's all like very much like a a mother trying to drag a child out of a candy shop sort of thing like they won't leave by themselves you gotta kind of drag them out of here she was like okay but the 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 woman who's been talking about the book she's like okay but you have to dedicate this book to me and i'm like we don't know who you are but <laughs> what's her name that's not a thing she goes she goes the council the council Dedicate the book to dedicate your book to the council. I've been talking to the council for a while. Yeah, they know. They listen. Her her name. I'm asking her what her name is. It starts with an R, but she's kind of like, I think she's just like, she's she's like beyond excited. She literally, like, she's going like this with her hands, like she's like a like a kid up and down, like jumping up and down, and she's like. First, she said, like, dedicate the book to me, Ded- the council, dedicate. She, and then she went, <gasps> dedicate it to Leshby. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, she's very, she has, like, she's super energetic right now. I think she's just very excited. She's very, I mean, she is very excited. She's very excited that, that you're, like, moving forward. She's like, I'm, she's like, I'm tired of, like, sitting in this in the peripheral right she's like i'm not so she's gonna be the one to guide you probably through this book writing yeah she's like she's like yeah you can call on me you can call on me anytime you want anytime you have a writer's block anytime that you feel you more anytime you, and she's just like <laughs> like going through randy 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 randall she keeps saying randy randy randall do you know who any of those people are i'm like is that your name is your name randy yeah that's her name randy because i said is that your name and she was like yeah randy randall and i'm like randall is randall name she goes no randall's over there so he must be set like he's someone else over there i don't know who he is probably someone else on the council no her name was randy you can call her by name (laughs) if you want okay hi randy she's like it's so funny she looks she she looks very young like, the other woman is older, like, but older, I mean, like, 60, 70, sort of looking. But she looks young, but she's not a child. But she has that excitement, like, very much childlike excitement. Yeah. Okay. This other woman is, like, trying to drag her away now. Do you have anything else you want to ask? Nonprofit. <laughs> uh, I have a nonprofit idea. I want to know, like, am I? Oh, that's cool. Is 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 that should that be in my vision anytime soon? Or no. She says like not immediately. Okay. She was like, yes, it's like coming your way. It 
Like, it's a good idea. It's for you. It's meant for you. She's, like, planting seeds, but not... Like, don't worry about it. But, but... Don't let, don't let it take too much mind space. Yeah, yeah. It. She's, like, plant, planting those seeds. She's, like, if you... If you consume yourself with it, you miss crucial parts of it. And I don't think she means that, like, logistically. She means that, like, like you, there's something that you need to experience or move through that cool. would then become, like, a very kind of pivotal piece of it. Cool. Yeah. But she wants you to plant seeds. She wants you to, like, hold a vision. She wants you to, you know, like, like keep it in the forefront of your mind. And just know that, like, it's all, it'll unfold. It'll come together. Yeah, it'll, like, it'll, it'll come together. Like, it's unfolding the way it's supposed to, for lack of a better phrase. Okay. She's like, but yeah. Like, like it's a thing. Like, you're not crazy for thinking you can have one or, like, it's not meant for you. It's she's like it's meant for you. Like it's on your path. It's 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 part of this this journey in this lifetime. Cool. What a cool question. I like that. Yeah. I'm just like asking them if they have anything else. Randy will talk all day, but she's not really like she's not. <laughs> she's like she's like yeah we can hang out and I'm like. No, but we can't hang out all all the time. Not with me. You can hang out with her all the time if you want, but not me. She's not for me. She's for you. Yeah. This older this older woman, she very much has like like teacher quality. I just like see her in a classroom as an old lady who like is a very old school method way of teaching. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she has like the long pointer stick and she's like pointing at the chalkboard. Like, okay, let's recap. Number one, set energetic boundaries. Number two, stop giving your energy away. Stop serving people who are not serving themselves. Number three, like she's going through, which I think is hilarious because like a minute ago she was trying to get that, the, she's trying to get Randy like back into the peripheral and now she's like, okay, let's work. Okay. Is there anything else you want to ask? I don't. I don't think so. Does anyone have an answer? And I don't know if this is. Should I get in-home help for my two-year-old or find a preschool for her? In-home help or preschool? That's kind of like in. Oh, that might be a question for her guides. I don't even know how that works. Like when you're asking, like, what's going to benefit someone else? Yeah, that that is a little trickier because, like, obviously you want to do what's best like for for her right but like for and then other people have free will mm -hmm. so it's sort of but then in like the 3d sense of things kids have free will but also okay. so their parent does something yeah. that yeah yeah and like their parent their parents make decisions for them right because like you got you kind of have to right right uh, it's a it's a balance too i don't know that that I don't know that preschool is the way to go right now. Does anyone specifically saying that? Well, the, this old this older guide, and so I'm just kind of like conversing with her. Like, why she's she seems she, mm, okay. 
in letting go of like not serving people or like setting energetic boundaries and stuff like that, there's a piece of that that comes into your home, right? Like you set boundaries with people who are in your home. You make space for yourself so that you have time to to do the things that, you know, make you happy and, and light you up sort of thing. She's like, but sending like going to preschool is like too much too fast for you and i was like okay because okay so your son is going to school in the fall Mm -hmm. she's like it's like when you like when you start to let go of stuff to make space for new things if you create space right and like that's the whole point is for you to create space within and and create space like literally in your time schedule and, and all that kind of stuff but when you create too much space too fast, you kind of unconsciously, usually people like freak out and they're like, what do I do with all this space? And they like fill it with other stuff. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah. Cause we're, so, we're just so used to like being busy and like being energetically full all the time that when we create space, we don't know what to do with it. Uh, is she like almost three? Mm-mm. No, just turn two. You just turned two? In August, yeah, this month. Okay, she just turned two. Okay, she said almost three to me. So maybe she's almost three under the preschool? Well, when she's three, she can go to the same school as him, which was my original plan. That Uh, was going together. Yeah. Okay. That was my plan. Uh, Okay, that makes sense. If you had in-home care, is there like a family member or someone like close to you not necessarily family member, but like someone who kind of or like feels like family that you would have like care for Rashi. Go ahead. Is there someone specific in mind that she's like? No, but she shows me like, I guess she shows me like your daughter, like walking down the street, like with someone else, like it was kind of like a kind of like a play date. But it's not like having a nanny in your home to to watch her while you're working, sort of thing. It's like a I don't I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> so it's not at the like, house; it's somewhere else. They're and they're they're like walking, kind of like from the park, probably back to your house. But they're just kind of like walking down the street together. Like someone took someone that you know took her like for the afternoon or like like that kind of stuff. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, we have my grand grandma's watching them now, but okay. And then we have friends. I don't know though. So it's but it's not a play date. So there's not another kid involved. It's just her. No, she just shows me like her like who. There's an adult there. I don't know who the adult is. They're like back to me. But it's someone yeah. I already know. Is disgusting yeah. or not? Okay. Yeah, she makes well. She makes me feel like they're they're close to you, like. In, in the sense that you have a strong connection. Adult, but not a young adult, not like a high schooler or something, like an actual adult. Well, they're young. The, I can't I can't see her. Her back is to me, but it's I don't feel like it's your grandma or like your mom or but like so younger than my mom? Oh, yeah. Like older than me, though, or younger than me? No, no, younger than you. So younger than me. Okay. 
so I would say like like a university student she kind of feels like like someone looking for like extra cash is it possible I don't know them yet yeah it's possible you don't know them yet she makes me feel like the connection is really strong but that doesn't mean that you have an already established relationship but just that if you know this person or when you meet this person like it there'll be like an immediate sort of like energetic spark i guess hey like a like a knowing like this person can be trusted with my kid and mm-hmm. and like this will be good yeah that's interesting that's really interesting i feel a little bit of imposter syndrome answering that even though i'm literally just telling you like what why like what i what think well just in terms of like well that's exactly what i'm looking for <laughs> well i know <laughs> just in terms of like you know like ultimately you're the one to make this decision and i i don't mean to like sway you or influence you in any in any which way you're literally just confirming what I want to be that I don't need to, that I can kind of, you know how like in human design, there's like be specific or non-specific. I'm not yeah. specific. I'm I'm a non-specific manifester. So I often don't like to get too specific about things. But if I were to describe, like my husband actually asked me that the other day, and that was what I described what you just said, like someone who's in college, maybe living at home or something that doesn't need money but needs spending money who can come and and you know so exactly what you just said so then the question to me is like okay do I hold firm to that or am I open to exploring different things but it sounds like why not just get specific yeah okay well that makes me feel better (laughs) yeah I'm I'm just gonna wait I'm just gonna wait and get exactly what I want yeah like she feels like she's in probably yeah, college or university and yeah like you know she's paying for school she has student loans and that that pay for her to, to get through school and she like wants to go to the movies with her friends on friday and you know we've all been broke students <laughs> yeah it's true a little a little extra moolah in the pocket would have been good when i was a student too you know yeah i feel like that's i feel like i can't wait till next time <laughs> but that'll probably through a couple i mean i gotta write this book now i feel like i don't know maybe i'll have questions about it though yeah i'm really excited for you to write this book and i'm really excited to read it i'm gonna read it for sure i'm so excited about it everyone feels very complete now and i know that because i feel like this heaviness in my body like almost like they've like let go and i'm just kind of like sinking back into the 3d that that makes sense it's a it's a weird feeling to kind of describe with like 3d words that like randy though she's still like she's still standing there like she does not want to go back to to her council chair or wherever she's going like the my peripheral like she does not want to tell tell her i'll get back in my morning routine and and then they can talk like okay good (laughs) like okay good okay you don't have you don't i don't have to tell her you can tell like you just saying that out loud Uh, you can hear you right like she (laughs) right she's there she's there thank you this was amazing i am so excited i have so much research to do i want to i want to look into the name shelby i'm gonna yeah and i 
I would. I already have a book people. title, by the way. Really? Book number one: Finding Lushby. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that's what it will be, but I love it. I love it. That's perfect. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I have to. I guess I have to write it first and and figure out where that even fits in, because I don't think I know where it fits in yet. But yeah, I like it. I love ideas, so. I love that. I'm really excited. I'm really excited for you. <laughs> Me too. Thank you so much. It was so unexpected. I am really excited about this. Yeah. Me too. I know. I feel like I have a completely not, I mean, not a new direction. Like they said, it's already probably mostly written, but like a project, maybe. I have a new project to focus on. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I am. I really enjoyed this. I am last excited to a start my morning practice again because I feel like that's why they were trying to like say so much because I haven't been available to them for a while. Yeah, and they had to get it all in. But I feel like I'm I'm caught up and ready to continue. Feel good. I feel real good. Thank you. If you loved this episode or know someone who would, share it and show some love. Screenshot the episode in the app, share it to your Instagram stories along with your favorite fierce moment from the episode. And don't forget to tag me at Luxuriously Fierce Podcast. You can also subscribe, leave a review, and follow me on Instagram at Luxuriously Fierce Podcast and at Luxuriously Fierce underscore. Thank you for listening to today's episode and don't forget to tune in next week for more things Luxuriously Fierce. The Luxuriously Fierce podcast is sponsored by Goddess Support, an oracular online business management company providing you high-level intentional support so you can be the creative and visionary in your business. Goddess Support goes the distance that traditional business coaching doesn't. Imagine having a turnkey team of goddesses that have your back with everything from strategy to implementation. That's what's possible with Goddess Support. We exist to serve the goddess that is you, and we are honored to help fulfill your big vision. Learn more at goddess.support or find us on Instagram at goddess.support.